Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Nearly 150 dairy industry stakeholders, including producers, entrepreneurs, and investors, gathered at a winery in idyllic Livermore, California earlier this month to celebrate the winners of the 5th Real California Milk Accelerator Competition, which scoured the globe to find and accelerate the best startups using milk and dairy in novel ways, ranging from innovative foods and beverages to textiles and plastics to personal care. The brainchild of the California Milk Advisory Board and innovation advisory firm VentureFuel, the Real California Milk Accelerator is the largest global dairy accelerator that offers innovators and entrepreneurs a chance to access non-dilutive funding, mentors, investors, and buyers through its three-month program, which culminates in an annual pitch slam where four out of eight finalists will receive $30,000 to expand their business in California and a chance at a grand prize of $100,000 to be awarded one year later to the business with the most promising growth. With an open innovation theme, this year's Accelerator attracted upwards of 70 applicants from five countries. And while only four walked away winners from this cohort at the November 16th event, John Talbot, the CEO of the California Milk Advisory Board, shares in this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast how the process revealed where dairy may be headed, including emerging and unexpected areas for growth, as well as which of dairy's diverse attributes appeal most to consumers. I also caught up with one of the Pitch Slam winners who shared his experience, products, and aspiration for the business, as well as the dairy industry. So over the course of the Accelerator program and competition, Talbot said dairy's dual ability to play well in the better for you and the indulgent spaces emerged as a central theme that also underscores its diverse potential from an innovation perspective. He explained that the eight finalists who pitched on November 16th either focused on the decadence dairy can offer, so its rich taste, the creamy texture, or they called out its many health benefits, which include probiotics for gut support, protein for building and maintaining muscle, or its ability to support immunity. Looking at all of them collectively um, and with an open innovation theme, it's interesting to me, um, five of the eight were still what I call basic traditional taste and indulgence oriented products okay we had a couple desserts we had one uh cheese dip that was amazing um (laughs) very indulgent though um and 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 those seem to be again this is a food competition right so they're going to be the most popular but three of the eight were much more in tune with what now is being called food as medicine so there's very specific health benefit to these products. And uh, two of them, well, two of the three were gut-based, so probiotics typically of some kind. And then uh, one was a a protein, uh, kind of meal replacement uh, type of beverage. 
And so there was that interesting now, again, uh, tension between indulgence and health. Not that they can't be the same thing, but it's interesting to me that, you know, there's there's still that separation. Um, you know, when you have an ice cream or uh, a dessert pudding um, that was made by this French pastry guy <laughs> that was really out of this world. Um, you know, it's it's hard to compete with a a protein powder, you know, meal supplement or meal replacement that tastes a little bit like that. Um, and, and so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's tough to compete head to head. So in the end, three of the four finalists were in that kind of indulgence category and one of the better for you health oriented um, beverages did make it into the final four. And that one that was in the, the health and wellness kind of arena was very new, very different. Um, and I was very personally surprised that it got the kind of interest and traction that it did. Um, but it's, it's actually the, the product's called, uh, Wonder Cow and it's actually a colostrum product. So it comes from those first couple days that the, the cow is, is giving milk, but it's loaded with all kinds of other nutrients that traditional milk doesn't have. And so they made this, they made the colostrum into a powder that you can then add to a smoothie or, um, or just add it to regular milk or you can add it to, um, you know, orange juice or whatever, even just water if you want. Um, but it does, it has these additional benefits that are largely related around immunity, um, and gut health. Um, and I was surprised. The judges just absolutely loved it. And it's, um, it's, it's now in our, our, our final cohort of four finalists. The other three, uh, the first one is an ice cream called, uh, Wonder Cookie, which is a, you know, you, you've had ice cream sandwiches before and after about three minutes, the, the wafer or the cookie part of it is all soggy and it's melting and <laughs> it's all over the place. Well, this is, it uses a special technology, which they wouldn't disclose entirely. Um, but it is chocolate covered and it does have a wafer in it that stays amazingly crunchy. So their whole point of difference here is this is ice cream that crunches and it's really, really good. Um, very tasty and very crunchy. Um, so anyway, that was the one. The second one I also mentioned was this Arbo's cheese dip, uh, which, uh, three different flavors of and, and just wonderful. And, and also a great story. The, the entrepreneur here was a, uh, a vet from, uh, Afghanistan. And when he'd come back from his tour of duty, he wasn't sure what to do. And he had made this dip. Actually, his father, um, had kind of originally, uh, put, made the whole thing and, um, he had his recipe and, uh, had, 
had friends that told him, you know, hey, you should try and sell that. So he didn't know what else to do with his life at that point. And he just started making cheese dip. And it's, it's remarkably good. Um, so that was the second one. Um, the third one was this uh, French pudding, I guess is the best term, that um, we had actually had in a prior version of the accelerator, but it was in a glass jar. And this year they decided um, to put it in a more sustainable paper packaging that used 80% recycled um, paper. And so they took a, a little bit of a sustainability uh, shift on, on that product. And um, same great taste, though. Again, and it, it, they're really amazing uh, products. Um, so those are the three that were more on the taste indulgence side. And again, the one, the Wonder Cow, which was the um, more of the health and wellness uh, the classroom product. So those were the finalists. Of the four runners-up that also pitched at the event November 16th, Talbot said two centered on dairy's health benefits and two fit into the indulgent category. Well, there was one uh, called Shakewell, which is a, um, a, a whey, high protein, 30 grams of protein, uh, relatively, I think it was like an eight ounce bottle. And, um, the difference there was it used grass-fed liquid whey, which has some additional benefits to it than traditional whey. Um, and it was a very clean label kind of thing, only like five ingredients and um, uh, some interesting flavors. So it, w it was using this liquid whey that normally is a waste product. So it's typically thrown away. So this is basically upcycled way that um was used in this in this beverage um the other one is was a, a product called yogurt which i thought was a very um intriguing name and very appropriate for the you know the benefit of the product and it was also very high in um probiotics and even beyond what is normally in yogurt it was it was a yogurt kind of product it was a very thick yogurt even thicker than a greek yogurt um and i think that was in part to be able to maintain the integrity of you know these probiotics and, but um you know again had the same kind of uh benefits relative to gut health and uh digestion and all of that kind of stuff so the one that won the fan vote among the attendees last night, a company called New Alchemy, um, which made a clarified milk punch cocktail. And it was very good. And it was made with basically a gin base. So the cock the, or the alcohol gin. And it was uh, there was clarified milk added to it and which does some interesting things chemically to the alcohol and um, some other minor fruit flavors. And it was a, a can. So it takes advantage of that trend right now, these canned cocktails, which are very popular. 
And um, very tasty, um, very strong nose, 19% alcohol. Um, and so it was uh, it was good. It was, again, very popular with the live attendees. <laughs> um, so that was one. Uh, then there was another one uh, from, uh, it was an empanada, which is a traditional South American uh, pastry that usually has some kind of meat in it uh, or vegetable. And um, his point of difference there, and he called these Mexican empanadas because they used Mexican cheese inside. And it was a very wonderful, uh, savory, delicious, you know, cheese and meat kind of pastry. Um, and very good. And He's currently selling these um, down in, in L.A. out of food trucks and also at sporting events and things like that. And so he was in the process of scaling that up into a retail product, uh, both fresh and frozen and um, very tasty product, though. Even though the empanada shop didn't make it to the final four, Talbot said it was a representative of another major theme and opportunity for dairy that emerged not just in this cohort, but also over previous renditions of the competition. There are a number of areas where we have very strong growth potential and probably the biggest and easiest to get at, and that's snacking. Um, Snacking continues to grow. Dairy has all kinds of ways of fitting into that snacking world. Um, so that's one. I think the other areas we, you know, it's, it's all about international flavors. It's about Hispanic style cheeses. Um, it's about all kinds of different cuisines from around the world that are influencing, um, our products. And, and so that's a big opportunity. Talbot reiterated the opportunity for dairy within the growing food as medicine movement, which he characterized as significant, even though only one player in the space made it to the final four. And there are so many ways that dairy, you know, can play in that world, you know, whether it's gut health or protein or lactoferrin, you know, there, there are just all these new things that, you know, are going on. In fact, there's some very interesting uh, research being done at UC Davis on w- which has just kind of been named milk molecule. And, you know, we know about the 13 essential nutrients in, in milk, but there are thousands of micronutrients in milk that we know very little about. Lactoferrin is one example. And, Obviously, that got a lot of press during the pandemic because it's it's very helpful with, you know, your immune system. Um, but it's also difficult to extract, you know, in, in larger quantities from the milk. So there's a lot of research and technology going into figuring out how to extract some of these micronutrients from the milk and and finding others that you know, that may be of some significant medical value. So, again, there's a lot of work to be done yet there, but certainly a lot of opportunity, and it's uh, it's very exciting to see. Talbot says that he also sees opportunity for dairy beyond food and beverage. 
you know, I, I think you're starting to see a lot of experimentation um, with dairy being used in different non-food things. We got a, um, a, a whey-based bioplastic packaging idea, you know, that was fascinating, but very different from any of the food products we've, we've done before. We had somebody that did a milk-based bath bomb, you know, for you throw in your bathtub. Um, have a milk bath, um, but even pet food. Um, we had a number of pet food um, entries. Um, we've had, as I said, the bath bomb. Um, we've had textiles. We've had makeup, um, that kind of thing. So there are people starting to look at, you know, different ways to use the, you know, the value of what's in, in milk. While the real California milk accelerator was designed to find and promote new uses and demand for California dairy, the program is one of the few that offers non-dilutive funding, along with guidance of how to effectively use it to scale. Andrew Arbergast, founder and CEO of Arbo's Cheese Dip and one of this year's four winners, explains the combined opportunity for funding and guidance is what attracted him to the competition. When, when I found out about it, I was uh, contacted by um, someone from Venture Fuel. But um, I saw this all-expense-paid uh, accelerator program that was like, we're going to fly you out to California. Oh, by the way, you're the only non-California brand. You're in Tennessee, and uh, we, we see and believe in your product and what you have going. Would you be interested in applying? And so I was like, absolutely. What do I have to lose? Applied got accepted and it just has been so fast paced and not just rewarding, but like actually, um, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's, it's real, right? What I mean is they found, you know, have, they have manufacturers in their back pockets and it's like, Hey, who can make this product for Andrew? Let's ship samples. And before you know it, I was getting, um, you know, samples back of, hey, we we ran a test batch on your product. Here it is. And I was like, this man, how how is this happening so quickly? And so normally I'm the one where I feel like I'm in a rush to, you know, get things moving and and playing the waiting game. But now I'm like, man, they're waiting on me because um, they're moving so quickly. And and this is a legitimate program. I've been through different entrepreneur accelerator programs and you get in or you get back what you, or you get what you put in. Right. And, and so I tried to make it a point because we met twice weekly, one internally as a group, but the other time was we had these mentor sessions, which were so valuable. And these are questions that like all of us are thinking, but maybe you're too scared to ask or we don't have the right person to ask. And it's questions such as like, you know, hey, for my ingredient declaration, do, do I have to have, you know, this specific thing stated or um, or laid out and or from a legal con- legal pers- we had a legal mentor and it's like, hey, if I ever have a recall, like, what does that look like? And these are things that you just don't know, but you have the venture fuel and and the California milk advisory board. They bring these people together to support us. And, and not only that, they make themselves available after the call, right? So it's like, you can have these one-on-one interactions where maybe you didn't have time to ask a question, but I I just, I I remember the marketing 
the legal, the manufacturing, the co-packer conversation, uh, the, that mentor, and there was a PR one. And I'm like, this is amazing information and actually like things that apply to me and in, in the stage that I'm in. So like from where, for where I was as a brand and, and through scaling, all of it was so applicable to me. And, um, and the fact that like, I haven't spent a dime doing this has, has been, it's a blessing, right? It's just like, it, it just shows what the CMAB does and, and how they invest in, in growing, uh, but also supporting the brands that they need uh, so that they can increase their volume as well. Arbogast said that he was equally influenced by the dairy tour organized by the program, which he said gave him new perspective on the importance of high quality ingredients and what it takes to create them. I took everything for granted up until this point, right? Um, all I needed was cheese to, to be able to manufacture, and I didn't care where it came from or how we got it, as long as we got it, and I got it affordably as much as possible. Um, that's all I, I needed or cared about. And then for the first time ever, I'm, I'm placed or we're dropped off at this dairy farm and, you know, you, you see everything as far as like what it takes to get this cheese, you know, not only like to a cheese state, but then packaged and then the distribution, everything else. So getting the tour of the dairy farm, it gave me a new appreciation for, you know, what these families go through and what the, what the farmers go through. It, I mean, it, I think overall, it just it really gave me some a new, a new perspective on um, on sustainability and and the quality of the dairy that's being produced that's going to go into my product. And it's like I believe in it. I saw it firsthand, and I know customers are looking for the seal as well. So um, it, it's just been like a very a, a very a great learning experience for me. Arbogast said that he's looking forward to continuing to work with the Real California Milk Accelerator over the next year and plans to use his $30,000 in prize money to build his business's marketing and distribution, which has already grown rapidly since he entered the program. After we were initially contacted by the Real California Milk Accelerator, uh, you know, through, through Venture Fuel, uh, I was in the, the process of like, you know, trying to scale. And at this point, I'd only had about 100 Kroger locations and um, several, you know, independent retailers. But I was still just working hard to grow into more regions and more retailers. And so, like, since I began the program, I, I've had some major wins. And it, you know, it started with like Publix. Um, so we, we got into, you know, 500 Publix locations. And then from there, we added Harris Teeter on the East Coast, which is another 300 stores. And then Schnucks in the Midwest, you know, most of their locations. Um, and the, the bit, <laughs> biggest win I believe we had was uh, getting to go to uh, Walmart's 10th annual open call. There were 15,000 applicants and um, 300 were selected. I was one of those 300. And I went down and, you know, got to pitch to the buyers, the merchants there. It was this huge event. And uh, I won the golden ticket to, to go into Walmart uh, beginning in February of 2024. 
and we were awarded almost 400 stores. Overall, the last three months have just like opened up a lot of doors. And um, I'm, I'm very grateful that RCM has been the one to help me do that. So. Plans are already in motion for the sixth Real California Milk Accelerator, at which one of the four winners from this month's competition will be awarded an additional $100,000 in support based on continued performance over the coming year. The 2022 grand prize winners from last year's cohort announced during the pitch event this month were Dosa by Dosa and Wayward Spirit. Those interested in learning more about the competition can visit info.venturefuel.net slash RCM Accelerator, and that's spelled E-X-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-O-R. Applicants for the next cohort will open in the spring. With that, we reach the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join me again for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week. <music>